0: So, you guys want to? Got to hop on those drums.
1: Welcome to episode number one hundred and fifteen of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games my name is cole ross and i am your host and i am joined um in the studio by ben merkel and via skype by dennis furia it seems like our, our recording setup changes every single day <laughs> so we gotta keep me we gotta keep moving so they don't get us yeah have you, have you heard about <laughs> do you know about gang stalking at all Gang stalking. But look, look at look, look it up. Um, I was reading about it, and uh, something awful. I read about Morgellons disease, but just uh, continuing. Just basically, a person has a paranoid delusion that everybody is like, there, like there are large groups of people who are going after them.
0: Oh my god! You know, it's,
1: uh, it's like persecution and egocentrism and all and all that. So you know, if uh, just consider this podcast, we're gang stalking you wherever you. <laughs> you know what? You can find us. You can find us on the website and iTunes and all that. So. Don't tree riddle gang stalking your ass. But, uh, <laughs> what do we have in store today? Uh, well, a little bit of a different show. Um, uh, we're gonna start off with what we've been playing, as there uh has been very little news, um, really- you know relating to video games, especially with E3 coming up. Everybody's kind of playing that stuff really close to their chest. So we're gonna talk about what what we've been playing. I'm pretty excited about what I've been doing. Um, I don't know about you. I've heard, I haven't heard from you in a little bit, Ben. So. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then after that, we're going to ask a discussion question, kind of a desert island thing related to the future. Bunch of games coming out this fall. If you were forced at gunpoint to pick only one, which would it be? I think it's very important that you give proper consideration to this question because you might be facing that situation very soon
0: <laughs> it's like it's like sophie's choice only spelled like s zero p h i three s zero i c 59, yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> x x
1: yep. Oh man, so we're going to take a quick little quick little music break here just to delineate the segments and uh, we'll be back with what we've been playing. Um, so I need to ask you guys, what have you been playing? Now, specifically you, Ben, because you haven't been here for a little bit. I know what you've been playing. Yeah, Fess up. Been, give us the information. <laughs> I've been playing Thesis Defense,
2: defense the game.
1: <laughs> uh Is that is how's that like that a, it a online game like a uh, like 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 uh, like on Congregate or the Newgrounds?
2: You could say it's a massive multiplayer multiplayer game except nobody really plays with one another, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it was, <So laughs> no, it's it was, like
0: it's like uh Lord of the Rings online. <laughs>
2: It took, yeah. it, it took me a while to beat, though. It took me about a year to beat, so... Uh. <laughs> no. Um, no, yeah, uh, as far as video games go, I don't know the full extent of how much I talked about Portal um, 2 the last time I was on. Did I mention, like, I, I beat all the multiplayer parts to it. Did we talk about that?
1: Uh, we spoke about the multiplayer briefly. Okay. Um, but I don't, I don't know if we saw it all um, in, in toto. Okay.
2: And uh and I watched uh I've seen two people playing beat it like since then too we did, as well.
1: We, we did talk about that because I, I I expressed disbelief that you could watch them make mistakes without getting upset like yeah. be like you son of a bitch. No, nah, it's it great. It's great. And
2: uh um so I played that uh recently I picked up Dead Rising 2 again and okay. started playing through that. All right. Cuz I wanted to try and beat it and uh, I've essentially beat it um, but there's like an optional epilogue based on your actions in the game. And so I'm at that epilogue. And I got to say, it's just... it's Their boss battles aren't that great because they're pretty unfair. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's not like a a sort of puzzle-like boss like in Metal Gear, where it's like it's difficult, but you have to think outside of the box and then it makes sense and you can win. It's like... They just make the, the bosses really hard. If you die, the save points are pretty bad in the game where you have to, you know, like you start on the other side of the map. You have to run there and to top it off with the last boss battle, they take away all your weapons. So you start what? out. Yeah. You start out with just your fist and it's against a guy who has a lot more than that. You know, so it's 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 just a crushingly unfair boss battle. And so I have very little motivation to try and play and beat it, but I've essentially beat the game. I've, I've completed the, the story, the main story arc. So, so, I mean, it was a fun game. Dennis, did you, uh, did you beat it? I, I, um,
0: beat most of it. I didn't get to watch the epilogue though. Okay. It was one of those weird things where I, you know, my roommate was playing it at the same time. So I kind of like watched him
1: play some of it. Um, but you know. It's, I didn't finish it up. Consistently, I hear the I hear the bosses cited as probably the weakest the weakest aspect of the game. I mean, based on what you're saying, it's not really like a difficulty curve, but difficulty walls that are erected at regular intervals intervals throughout the game, right?
2: Yeah, and mm-hmm. yeah, there were several times in the game, the first couple of playthroughs, where I'd get to a boss, and it was like no chance of beating him. So I would just do other missions essentially and just skip around those because they're just way too difficult for any enjoyment, you know? Yeah.
0: You just got to load up on painkillers. If you mix beer with beer, you get (laughs) to drink
2: that. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. It
0: completely refills your health and like reduces damage. Okay. But even, even that isn't enough to get you through half the time.
2: Yeah. And yeah, since this is the last one, it's just, there's, there's no incentive for me, I guess.
1: It's not, it's not like you need to labor through because there's more of the game to see.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so it's kind of an unfortunate end to the game. Like it's not a it's not a satisfying end, but I don't know.
1: I need to go back through and see if we and see and see if we have made uh if we have if we've had a discussion about the best bosses in games. Um that seems like something that we would have talked about. But I mean, just bosses are such a s are such a tricky aspect that it might even be worth talking about the worst bosses we've ever fought.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might. Oh, no, we we have. We've talked about best bosses. I know. I've heard about
0: the worst boss I've ever played. Who was that? The uh, Star Destroyer in uh, Force Unleashed. Oh, okay.
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. that that was pretty frustrating. How does that get it to make it through the final cut of the game? Like, they gotta. It's gotta be frustrating to play that, you know? Like.
1: Maybe that was the point to illustrate the enormity of what you just did. I don't know <laughs> the enormity of how much time you wasted. <laughs> just really hammering it home, just like just a just a what's the opposite of a love letter? The opposite of a love letter to the player.
0: Fuck it's you, dear dear John. Yeah.
1: <laughs> dear John, fuck you, sincerely.
0: Just something. in case you had any doubts about this game sucking, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still encounter people on a regular basis who defend that game. Person yeah. Who? People at work, actually.
0: I was going to guess the homeless guy tripping balls down the street. Yeah, well, we have lots of those. It is Clifton.
2: (laughs) A lot of homeless people around here have 360s and PS3s. I know. That's very,
1: very discongruous, but...
2: (laughs) so that in so, generators
1: <laughs> so, so it sounds like you're 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 pretty much done with the with the dead rising too i mean do you have anything uh especially with graduation looming up that you're really kind of champing at the bit to uh to, to to dive into Ben?
2: um i'd like to play l.a noir eventually probably um it seems like that's gotten pretty positive reviews as we may find out in mere minutes
1: just yeah no uh, no. Keep, keep stay tuned after these messages uh,
2: <laughs> But uh, outside of that, it doesn't look like a whole lot of games are coming out in the near future. Um, yeah, it seems like there's a little bit of a dry spell over the summer, but come this fall, there will be games aplenty. That's backlog season, buddy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah you book, so. Take a couple of games you haven't played yet, throw those in a pot with some vegetables and a chicken bone, you got a stew going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just two adults trying to get a stew on. Huh? <laughs>
1: I'm watching I'm watching through that again. Uh, it just it, it it always delights. I've I've seen the entire series like six times.
2: And yet there's still jokes that you don't remember. It's like, "Oh.
1: <laughs> I'm watching the background specifically now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh. Well, um since uh since you did mention LA Noir, I mean, why don't I tell you, you know, kind of what's yeah. happening with that? Sure. Go for it. G- games damn great. It, it really is. It is a breath of fresh air. It is, you know, water to a thirsty gentleman. It's the antithesis of like the general rock star game, I would say to me, just like it just it's a it 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 takes what I would consider to be, you know, a, a company that has a tradition of kind of putting out games that are, you know, inspired fun toys uh, but, you know, a lot of the mission structure structure is kind of repetitive and it is a really, really densely packed narrative experience that has a lot of like genuinely new and interesting things. Like it's it's almost like the way that it's put together, um, you know, the, the the temptation would be like, OK, you know, like, is, is it like a movie? Well, Actually, no, it's it's almost like I'm sitting here with the with like a, a season of a television show. And each case is its own episode that has its own you know kind of plot arc and everything and a lot of that has been exemplified by the uh, by the 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 homicide desk um wherein all of the cases surround the uh the black dahlia uh killer and you know chasing down that particular murderer and you know it's like a it's like a six case arc but uh it, it, it follows through to an immensely satisfying conclusion and and this is where i'll say Hmm. something that really did bother me i i don't think that this is like spoilers um if it is something about okay (laughs) no there's this there's one mission towards the end of the towards towards the end of that case where um you're being led around the city looking for landmarks um Mm -hmm. because the killer is trying to you know like play cat and mouse with you and it's really really frustrating because you're reading a poem and trying to interpret like oh they're talking about city hall and uh it's uh it's 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 like a good 30 minutes of being dragged around the town by your dick and it's <laughs> really uh, it's really really uh unfortunate you're safe now ben yeah <laughs> sorry <about laughs> it's that. all good yeah no I'd, I'd have to say that that's really been the only sour point but
2: yeah so have they eliminated like the kooky sidekicks that all have college degrees <laughs> or, is, or is that still an element like every other Rockstar game
1: no um every, every every different um uh what am I thinking of every different desk that you're at you know uh, i think there's like i like i said there's traffic um homicide vice and arson um you get a different partner for each of them mm-hmm um, and that each of them are really kind of interesting, you know, some of them you like, and they're just kind of like, you know, like wise guys who are like ribbing you. like and the guy that I'm with now on vice, he's like super racist. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I think that's one of the, one of the things where this game really benefits from, you know, being a rockstar published game or not published. It's, uh, I forget the name of the team Bondi. It's out of, Team body. It's out of, uh, um, Australia, Um, That is, that is doing this particular one. I don't know what else they've done, but just, just by virtue of the fact that they're willing to take on kind of controversial things like they really, they, they present things like that make us like right now, super uncomfortable, but it's probably the way they were, you know, depicted back then as well, Mm -hmm. or at least happened, which is like, you know, the, 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 the first case on the, on the vice no, don't worry about. Don't worry about. But the but the but the two people who die and you know all that they're two uh, they're two black guys who get uh, who, who overdose on government issued uh, morphine and like nobody cares but uh, but you and you're just kind of like looking at all these like prejudices like nobody wants to figure out what's happening here because it's only black people who are dying but the character Cole Phelps is such a goody two shoes uh, that he is willing to get. Is willing to kind of like step on everybody's toes to get through and actually like see what's right. Yeah, which nice. which is interesting, and it's something that you know I haven't seen in a Rockstar game. I, I understand that John Marston in um in, in uh, Red Dead he was a pretty virtuous gentleman. Uh, um, well, in the in the Rockstar kind of way, though, it's like yeah,
0: we will kill a sucker if he crosses me, but I'll still respect women. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, you, you you take small steps. But yeah. uh, I have to say <laughs> the acting in this game is genuinely good.
2: Yeah. Do you say that's because of the the face capture technology? Yeah.
1: And, I mean yeah. Like when somebody like when somebody's like upset with you and like or, or just upset in general, the animation and the kind of characterization and the performances are strong enough to make you feel like genuinely like you 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 either feel for them or you feel like aversion to like oh this guy's mad you know, mm-hmm. and I just, I don't know how dorky that is to say, but you know, you're talking to a guy, whose wife was murdered and he's talking, you know, and he's like thinking like, Oh gosh, the mistakes that I made, I could have kept her in. He's like, and then just like, you can tell these, you know, trying to be tough, but just all of that nuances carry through. And, and that would be one thing if it was just for the cinematics and if it was just, you know, telling the story, but it's game, you know, it's, it's a, me- it, that's part of the mechanics of it is identifying when somebody Is withholding information from you or lying or, you know, trying to ingratiate themselves to you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I think when I when I say that the game is refreshing, ultimately, ultimately, it all comes back to that. Like we've seen, you know, detective games before, you know, or adventure games before, but this one, you know, forces you not just to look at the text of what they're saying, but how they're saying it. And I think that that is probably the first time I've seen it happen, except in like rudimentary ways in the cross-examination stuff in the Phoenix Wright games or whatever.
0: Mm -hmm. Huh. So, talk to me about this game being open world, because when you describe the the experience of going through a crime scene and finding all the clues, that's such a detail-oriented, confined experience. And then you know, then I then I saw a review of this game where they showed the map that you you have to work with, and it seems gigantic. So how how do those two opposites play off each other? Where you're you're investigating a crime scene, where finding a creaking floorboard is important, versus you know driving across town to get there.
1: It's kind of set pieces, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's uh, the the closest analog that I've heard has probably been something along the lines of like Mafia Two, um, and, and that's just from listening to other podcasts. and never played Mafia, but but you know, you, you're on a case. It's not a mission that you can elect to to you know to go start and then you know not not do and there are times where you know it's it's time sensitive like if you know somebody's like rushing somewhere to change something about the scene or whatever if you take too long in getting to a place it will you know kind of change the outcome how much evidence mm-hmm. you can find but just in general you know you're not really penalized for going out of your way to go off the beaten path and you know kind of look for hidden vehicles or something it is a really big uh area that you're that you're exploring la i mean i've never been to the city i don't know what the map looks like but you know there's there's a lot to it and and if i could Mm -hmm. quibble about just kind of the 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 game in general general or at least criticize it in some way it would be that i find myself more and more now um when i walk up to my car to go drive somewhere holding the y button uh, (laughs) which you know says like hey partner you drive also like to the I'll select the destination. And then as we start driving, you say the stuff that you're going to say? I, I say the stuff that I'm going to say, the expository, you know, kind of stuff that happens and it blacks out. It's like fast travel. I find myself doing that because the driving, you know, while it's neat, it really does get kind of old and it kind of almost feels like a way to artificially extend the length of the game when the meat oh. of what happens is at the crime scenes and is at the places, um, you know, and it, and it is kind of neat to, you know, kind of to drive around the city because you get random encounters where the where the uh the, the police radio will come on and then you can accept whatever it's saying, and they'll say, like code forty two at you know checker square and yeah. you, and and you and you go and you know there's a shootout at a, at a warehouse and then boom, you get more experience and that experience does give you some kind of tangible benefit, which is every level that you gain gets to an intuition point which allows you to kind of narrow down the options in a in an interrogation or to uh kind of point out all the clues in a crime scene nice yeah so that it it really is kind of a tense thing uh you know that relationship between the open world and the really directed experience but i'd say it's largely successful
0: so it does it have like the rock star tongue-in-cheek moments anywhere you know are there kind of funny zany characters or or missions
1: that you're like oh great you know i'm fighting ghosts now (laughs) it plays it startlingly straight huh good it, it does i mean it, it seems like a really genuine uh kind of tribute to the film noir genre i mean there's stuff that's funny i mean you know there's moments where like uh cole your character he, you know like he's at a he's at a crime scene and the coroner shows him uh like a fake movie prop skull that was like holding down the accelerator in a car and then like Cole because he's really you, you know comfortable with the coroner he takes it and he does alas poor yorick like from ham you know it's like that and like you realize what he's doing you can see how he kind of like looks around to see if anybody saw it was just the coroner then he like, his <laughs> throat and he goes back to it but um <laughs> which isn't to say it's entirely you know humorless because you know not everybody's as straight laced as the main character and you know there's moments like that like one of your partners is just a just a straight bigot and you know, unfortunately that is played for laughs in a lot of ways, and you know, the guy's a misogynist and all that. But you, you know, it, it does strike me as kind of genuinely heartfelt. There's not much satire to be found except for, you know, how faithfully how faithfully it treats the good and bad parts of film noir. Yeah.
0: Hey, Cole. Yeah. How many misogynists does it take to change a light bulb? Oh man. <laughs> One that you None. Make her do the dishes in the dark.
1: <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that because that glorifies an attitude that I really disagree with. So I, so. I figure we've we hit the race high point, so we'll hit the big. <laughs> <high point. laughs> I hope you understand that that comment is not going to make it in. The race one. I'm going to keep that in because it makes me look bad. It's kind of what I do to Chris all the time on TGS. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, so do you guys have any more questions about La Noir? I mean, I think that I, I hope that I am making it clear that I really recommend this game.
0: I think, I think it's just a question of
1: when can you lend it to me? <laughs> well, I have it on three hundred and sixty. Yeah, damn it! It is. Uh, I, I think that I've played it for about twelve hours now, and I am about halfway through disc two. I think.
2: There is discs. disc, three discs, three discs on three hundred and sixty. How
1: many? Blu-ray? One Blu-ray. Oh.
2: I don't understand. Okay. It's pretty I, convenient. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't have to
2: change any discs.
1: Yeah, it kind of sucks having to get up at once every, you know, once every eight hours to change a disc. It's horrible. Yeah, well. It sounds <laughs> <What>? horrible.
0: <laughs> L.A. Noir doesn't seem like the game that would cross that threshold of needing like 60
1: discs. There's a lot of voice acting um uh, i guess that's true and the voice acting is uh like the recording is of really really high quality like it doesn't sound like it's com- it's compressed very much in fact i would say that's probably what's taking up the lion's share of uh of the disc space g- huh. g- you know given that la you know the entirety of the la map is on that you know is on each disc so okay it's <laughs> not like okay you're in this neighborhood now like you can you can drive anywhere at any point it's just mm-hmm. the the different case, the different cases, and the different assets for those cases rest on the different discs. Hmm. Okay. No, get it. It's really, it's really fun. I'd I'd, I'd have to say I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by it.
2: Dennis, did you get a Portal two?
1: I did not. Um, I have instead
0: enslaved Odyssey to the West.
2: Hmm. What is that?
0: It's a game that no one's ever heard of, actually. <laughs> it's called Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Should we uh, I, I talked about this before. I, yeah, well, Cole, you know everything though, <laughs> Specifically, or especially in the games realm, so. Yeah. Can't, can't really use well, you as a data
1: point there. Can, can I interject with, uh, with, an, with another game I've been playing? Just, oh, yeah, this, go ahead. Just real quick. Uh, I've, I've continued playing Ghost Trick, Phantom Detective for the DS. Um, oh, yeah. Don't play it. I am only beating it out of um out of, you know, a desire to see the end. It is a it is not a very good game. It's an entertaining story, but it's not a great game. Um especially uh given what this team is, you know, capable of vis-a-vis the uh, the Phoenix Wright uh series that they are uh, most well known for. So, yeah. Um, what holds it back? Uh, it holds your hand so much and like you really can't skip much of the dialogue and it constantly re- reiterates stuff it's 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 very clearly going for a young teen audience um which Uh, i'm you know i'm fine with you know i'm i'm i am not proud um (laughs) but um yeah i i kind of and it might open up it might get a little bit better as we go on but as it stands right now i cannot endorse it as a purchase and i'm just i'm just beating it out of an obligation because i did buy it um and i do have another uh I do have another DS adventure game that I want to play, but I will feel guilty playing it if I have not beaten Ghost Trick. So, gotta eat your vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: continue, Dennis. Enslaved is a interesting little game. Um, Cole, I I can't remember what your perspectives on it were necessarily. So so you can you can rebuff me or or um confirm my views at, at any point here. Um, but for those of you who who haven 't heard Cole talk about it or haven't played it yourself, which is i'm sure a ton of you because this game seems to have gone completely under the radar um it's It's like part action game, part platformer and part puzzle game
1: it's made by the same team that did Heavenly Sword if either of you have played that
0: uh yeah I've played it okay yeah, and that that game is hardcore you know action Devil may cry style
1: mm-hmm.
0: hack people to death. Whereas, whereas this is is a much more uh, – I don't know if I want to call it focused experience, but a smaller experience in that um, at least to this point, you are never really facing more than one or two uh, enemies at a time. But those enemies are, are definitely very tough and hard to take down, um, which I, I think is the intent you're supposed to be in this um, – the future where you know the world has fallen apart and gone back to ruins, and these mechs are you know these powerful hunting robots that are you're supposed to be scared of, so it makes sense that you don't you know encounter waves of them in a future where everything's broken down um and it makes sense that they're kind of stronger than you since you're this you know solitary piece of humanity uh humanity trying to scrape by um, but yeah definitely a departure from heavenly sword mm-hmm. um. The platforming is is functional and sometimes looks cool, but is really no more than you know tapping X until your character goes where you want them to go.
1: Push button to go.
0: Yeah, there's there's really no depth there. Yeah. Um, as far as the puzzle stuff, I've I've found that fun um, as long as you don't try to make it deeper than it is. Right. So you'll you'll kind of enter an area and be given the lay of the landscape and. You know, going on with the theme of the mechs being just a lot more powerful than you, you know, most of these mechs have really powerful ranged weapons that if you kind of get out in the open when you're not directly in striking distance of them, they'll they'll just chew you to pieces before you can even move. So you kind of have to go through this, this back and forth of using a decoy and moving to cover and then, you know, doing a little climbing and then using another decoy, et cetera, you know, r- rinse and repeat until you get into smash them. But there's, it, it's really not any deeper than that. <laughs> I mean, right. that's, that's the puzzle solving. You, you, uh, you distract the mechs and move closer to the mechs and repeat until you're close enough to hit them with a stick. Um, and that's, that's literally hit them with a stick
1: yeah.
0: and <laughs> until they die. So the, the experience has been positive overall. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about the, the mix of gameplay?
1: Um, I thought it was fine. I mean, I thought that all of that took a backseat to the presentation. I mean, the 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 story itself. You know, the at least the premise is interesting. Just the fact that I mean, it's called Enslaved because your character Monkey is. Uh, you have this uh, collar on that will blow you up if you get too far away from uh, this uh, this uh, girl mm-hmm. who is you know uh, kind of uh, hijacked you to make sure that you protect her. And uh, just uh, I'd say that aside from La Noir. This is probably the one game where the performances and the facial animation have been really strong, and that both characters are really entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would say that watching their relationship progress, at least for the short time that I did play the game, was actually you know one of the big highlights for it. Um, uh, you know, aside from the, the you know just the general really really cool visual design of like a completely overgrown New York City, yeah, um, and the, the the mechs had their own. Their own really good uh, visual design as well to them. Uh- so
0: yeah, yes, yes, and yes. The uh, the character I, I've actually been mostly impressed by the voice acting. Um, I feel like that is two or three big steps above what you usually see in a video game. Yeah. And uh, did you play it on the 360? I did, yes. Okay, so maybe this is a difference between systems. The facial animation has seemed a little rough on the PS3. Really. Just like I mean, the the, the faces are expressive expressive and everything, but the uh, the lips don't really m- mesh up perfectly with the speaking, and it, it's small stuff, but it's it's not perfect. But the the quality of the voice acting really allows you to just kind of ignore any any problems that you might see with their lips didn't move just right, you know. Yeah. Um. The I agree that the the progression. I, I think the start. Of the story is a little hokey, yeah. you know. It's like, oh, you're on a slave ship and you're knocked out, and all of a sudden you have this slave collar headband that you just happened to find on your head. But then their reactions um, and that, like you said, the progression of that relationship is is from that point pretty believable and and fun to watch unfold so uh you know monkey the guy who has the headband attached to him spends the first several levels talking about how the second this headband gets taken off or the second he finds a way to get the headband off he's going to kill her um (laughs) and then you know he kind of gets she gets into a situation where she's really genuinely scared and you see his protective side come out a little bit and and then you know there's a, a genuine friendship starting to grow there now so um I think I'm I'm on like the 5th chapter or the 6th chapter. I'm I'm going over the gigantic bridge right now.
1: I that that's much further than I got. So
0: Oh okay. Yeah. Um so it's it's uh, the, uh, in that case it's remained uh, pretty strong. It's I don't know anything about this story, but Journey to the West is apparently the inspiration for this
1: game yeah it's a it's a chinese legend um Mm -hmm. that was also used as the basis for dragon ball strangely enough huh interesting Um, yeah so it's it's uh and then there was like a bbc series and a pbs series um but yeah it's it's based on a chinese myth and then this is kind of the americanized or westernized uh, uh version of that
0: Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously the main character's name is Monkey and he has a little, he has like a little, uh, a waist, um, belt that like flies out behind him, looks like a tail yeah. and he, uh, he fights with a staff and he rides on a quote unquote cloud, which is like a, uh, a hoverboard type of thing. Um, but so there, there are all those little parallels there. Um, I don't know the, the story uh, in its original form, so I can't comment on how much deeper the parallels go than that. But I think that's kind of cool for a, a video game to, to draw thematically from something like that. And it's, it's held up well.
1: It's, it's always refreshing to see a video game take from something that is not the Matrix or the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, I know that sounds cynical or, or whatever, but it, it's, it's true. I mean, it's a it's unique uh, subject matter, and that is something that is quite rare. Yeah. Um, you know, I say this as somebody who really doesn't like character action games. I, I, I don't I don't really did dig on the, the the you know your devil may cries and your god of wars too much. I, mm-hmm. I, I appreciated Enslaved because it it did focus more on kind of the drama aspect of it and um it simplified the combat to a point where I didn't feel like my own inability was getting in the way of my enjoying the product and the story.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So then, then cons. I would say the the combat, while well, while it does, you know, it allows you to just get through the game. And you don't have to worry about mastering a system, and you know, th- there really is no nuance there. It's uh, it's kind of hit thing with stick until thing stops moving, <laughs> or well, blows up slash disintegrates in the case of the mechs. Um, so there's there's not really any depth to it that way. I've also found the checkpointing to be a little sketchy.
1: Yeah, that's something that it did really need to work on.
0: Yeah, so I've you know I've I've quit out after I've I've finished a fairly significant puzzle or you know action portion and come back in and it's taken me a long ways back. And so, you know, it's it's never really clear where exactly those checkpoints are and you can't manually save. So
1: bad, uh-huh. check, bad checkpoint is just barbaric. I don't understand why it's tolerated in today's society. And I think that it firmly puts things very much in the category of, this game doesn't respect my time. Yeah. <laughs> now, that said, I mean, I'm playing it on the hardest difficulty,
0: and there have only been one or two instances where um, I've had any trouble with dying and, and going back really far. So it's it's functional. It just needs to kind of beat you over the head a little more with, hey, it's okay to leave now, you know?
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So, but I, I'm enjoying it. Um, the The color palette is the most, like, saturated, bright um dystopian feature that I've ever seen. I love it. Um <laughs> it's it's like the anti fallout.
1: <laughs> nature has reclaimed this place.
0: With beautiful red flowers. Okay. But uh yeah, so that's that's what I've been playing. It's it's been pretty sweet. That sounds cool. Alright.
1: Is that it? That's that's it. That's it. Oh okay. Well I'll put some music yeah, on right and- on to the second part of our program. This is the discussion question, wherein we ask uh, the listeners and ourselves to uh, hit us back with a response to a question of our choosing, and this week's discussion question has to do with the games that are coming out this fall. You know, the lineup is uh, solidifying and clarifying and all of that, and there are a bunch of really good games coming out, even if the best one did get pushed back until next year. <laughs> but our question was, you know, which game um Let me rephrase that. Our question was, um, if you could only have, like, one of the games that's coming out uh, this fall, which would it be? Kind of a Desert Island thing, uh, to a certain extent, you know, kind of uh, just revealing a little little bit about yourself. You know, just uh, to the exclusion of all others, which one are you most excited for? You know, so... um, let us see how we're going to approach this.
2: How about Dennis Reed's response first? Yeah,
1: yeah, I want to see because that's the only response that we got. What's sure? Up?
0: Well, let's 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 uh, kick it off then with insight from Royce via Twitter, and he said one that actually isn't on the the list of games that I'm looking at. He said Star Wars: The Old Republic, if indeed it is coming out this fall.
2: That so, that is on our list. That is on the list. That uh, oh, I didn't see it on the list.
0: Maybe I'm just blind. Hmm. I, saw,
2: I saw it on the list. I didn't see it on the list.
1: It's an MMO, so like, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised it's, if it hit beta this fall.
2: It's there. It's uh, March, Oh, there it is. Yep. yep. March 31st, 2012.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: So Little, perhaps
0: that's, that's the official release in the beta. Because I saw a release date. Uh, I, I Googled it, and it
1: said September.
2: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> on the official website, so... It's it's a bioware and it's an MMO. They're going to put it out when they damn well please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so sorry Royce, you you may <laughs> well be waiting long past September. Um but hopefully you'll get you'll get some sort of beta bone to chew on. Yes. Uh for at least a little bit. But that that um I don't know. I, f- I feel like that game has a
1: lot of hype to live up to.
2: They should have just midnight civilization republic 3.
1: <laughs> agreed Um but I would say Oh, nobody's laughing at it. All right. No, I, <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay, okay. Um, no, I, uh, it does speak to. I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm sorry. <laughs> it speaks to something.
0: <laughs> you were just very focused on the Greedo joke. <laughs> I
1: was, yeah. You, and...
0: you use that phrase in regular speech though, and it's like it's out in like Star Wars <laughs> I don't even. That's part of my vernacular now.
1: A Greedo. Yeah, a Greedo. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's funny. I, I think that um, the hype for it. I mean, for 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 me, my my hype for it was a little bit diminished after um there was, there was a guy who was laid off from uh EA and Bioware in particular, and he basically came out and said, "It's. I mean, if they released it, you know, with the current priorities in the state, all that this game would do is sound good." <laughs> like you know, they've been putting a lot of focus on the voice acting, which is admirable, especially for an MMO. But uh, all indications are that it's kind of it's kind of rough.
0: Yeah, but every girl says I faked it when you break up with her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's why I asked for <sighs> proof. I get after. So. <laughs> uh,
0: <sighs> under penalty of law, was it good for you two? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait a minute, Ben showing me something here. This is control panel shoots first. <laughs> Wait a minute, Han Solo, he's leaning over the leaning over the control panel on the Death Star, improvising his little thing, like saying, hey, uh, you know, we just had a little bit of a ruckus down here. <laughs> this <laughs> is what happens when you aren't able to show up in, in person. The <laughs> laser shoots out of the control panel. Okay. <laughs> well, that's admirable, though. I mean, I have to say that unrealistic optimism, there's a lot to admire there. Um, yeah. That's going to be coming out and, and worth playing. So thanks, Royce. The, hey, that's no the thanks. date that's
0: on the website. I will I will believe until proven wrong. Okay.
1: E3, E3 E Thrill E E You gotta say that in Monster Truck voice. E3. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. E thrill. Truxilla. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or Truchosaurus or whatever. Yeah.
0: Microsoft Grave <laughs> digger.
1: <laughs> Great digger.
0: I, uh, I uh, Cirque du Soleil? What are they?
1: (laughs) Cirque du Soleil. Why am I wearing a poncho? Can I I give you kind of a a story about uh, my my work at uh, Undisclosed Video Game Retail Place? Sure. Occasionally, somebody will come in with the most bizarre requests in the entire world, and I think that nobody can top the one that I heard last week or whatever. But uh, about, I would say, three years ago, um, somebody came in asking for... Um, asking if we had any grave digger, uh, grave digger games. Really? Like the monster truck. She's like, you know, the monster truck. My son really, really likes Gravedigger, the monster truck. Do you have any, games oh, yeah. about, you know, grave digger, the monster truck. And I was like, well, I, I don't, I mean, that seems really specific. I mean, there are monster truck games. She's like, no, I know they're out there. So you know what I did? I got into the system and looked there are like 15 games of like, great <laughs> are like you game Boy Advance. Like there are a bunch. It's, it's I've, I've played one in my youth. You did. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was a
0: monster truck racing game. And then one of the tracks was called voodoo Island. And it was like the coolest thing ever. You could go off road and you could, the, the maps were like super huge. So you could just drive in the opposite direction of the track for ever um if you wanted to so i spent a lot of time not racing but kind of exploring in okay. that game
1: i gotcha okay i gotcha is it weird that i remember this random game that i played that, that vividly no no that's uh and i've got a, i've got plenty of you know vivid memories of so wow that just that just came back at me like a wildcat cat.
0: <laughs> didn't, didn't, day, didn't even
1: have to hypnotize you to have <laughs> your, your past sneak up on you like some kind of feral animal
0: Nah, no, dude. It's because oh. I got a kick-ass past. It does what it wants.
1: <laughs> I got a kick-ass past. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, E, e- thrill will, uh, will 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 uh, reveal all to us. Um, ben, how about you? All games. What's Haps, Paps. Arkham City. Yeah? Ooh, yeah. yeah. When when I when I wrote the question, I kind of knew that's what it was, you would say.
2: It was between that and uh Uncharted three and. Just out of nostalgia for Batman, I would pick that one. And also because Rocksteady has yet to fail to deliver on a game. Between Urban Chaos and Arkham Asylum, they both made two excellent games. So
1: They're doing a really good job of leaking out media for that. But A, without oversaturating themselves, and B, without, uh, without uh, ruining anything about the game in particular. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Keep, they're keeping that fire kindled pretty well. When you say leaking out, do you mean like Modern Warfare
0: Three style? No, no, I just
1: I just mean like press releases. Like they just revealed that the uh, that the Penguins going to be in there. Um the, the the one thing that I'm kind of disappointed about though, the uh, the voice actress who did Harley Quinn is not going to be coming back, so they're getting oh no? uh, they're getting a replacement. Really? You you don't think that's a big deal, bud? Is what well, uh, no? Okay. I, 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 I really, I really liked the 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 voice acting for Harley Quinn in the first one. She, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine anybody else doing that voice.
2: Was that the same one who did the voice in uh, the animated series in the nineties? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too upset by it, just because.
0: Will Will Mark Hamill be reprising his role yeah. as Joker? Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, excellent. That's that's really all that matters. <laughs>
1: And then Batman himself is, is coming back.
2: For that. Yeah.
1: mark so. hey, don't don't use Adam West's name in vain. All right. <laughs> unless
0: when you say the real Batman, unless you're talking about Adam West, I don't want to hear real Batman.
1: Where's Falcone? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Where's Falcone, son? Where, where's Falcone? I, I can't do Adam West. So only Adam West can do Adam West. Yeah, pretty even much, on yeah. Family
0: Guy. Even Family Guy did not dare impersonate Adam West. <laughs> so they got Adam West to do Adam West. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, man. So, yeah. Batman, it, it, that, that looks great. Uh, it really does. I, I think that, I think that a lot of, like, a lot of people might be discounting that one as, like, one of the big powerhouse games for this fall.
2: I mean, it's probably going to be the same way as Arkham Asylum. Like, not a lot of people talked about Arkham Asylum when it came out, I feel like. No, you know, like I, it, but I feel like it was almost a perfect game. Like, <laughs>
1: wow that's high praise no you're not going to get any argument from me it's i
2: mean the way it was structured like when you play through it the first time it's just so well done Mm -hmm. and the nice thing about it that it makes it distinct from like the uncharted franchise is not every single event is is choreographed or structured in a certain way like there is freedom to choose where to go and move about. You know, like, you have some freedom to make your own choices. Whereas I feel like Uncharted, they're great games. I love them. I love them playing them. But with those, it's a very rigid path that you walk. You're doing exactly what they programmed you to do. You know what I mean? Like, Mm
1: -hmm. you know. Yeah, this is true. I I would say that Batman Arkham Asylum was the best Metroid game in the past decade.
2: Uh, Yeah. And I hate calling it a Metroid game because it's like... (laughs)
1: No, I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I don't say that to diminish it at all. I just, I just say that that was the best evocation of that structure since yeah. you know, since you know, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I yeah. Would say. Yeah. Um, which you know, mentioning that game in any context is sure to get flames. So <laughs> no, but you're right. I think that you know, especially with Arkham Asylum, that that really blindsided a lot of people, and it's it's almost a good thing that this is shaping up to do that again. Yeah. Because, you know, people do expect good things, but I, I feel like they are poised to deliver something that, again, is better than what we expected it was going to be.
2: Yeah. And Mark Hamill was quoted in an interview of saying, like, after he did Arkham Asylum, he said he was pretty much out for the game. And then they, when they approached him for a sequel, he's like, all right, come on, guys. Like, let's not cash in on this or whatever. And then he read the script and he's like, all right, I'll do this. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so. Expectations oh, heightened. Yes, if Mark Hamill likes it, yeah, yeah,
0: you don't, you don't mess with Skywalker.
1: <laughs> you do not. Well, I'll do mine. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm I, I I I'm kind of on the fence about whether or not I want to say my answer is, um, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, hmm. or Assassin's Creed Revelations. Is that when? Um, when is Assassin's Creed Revelations that's coming out? Kind of like November. Like, at the no same way. time, everything else is coming out. Wow. And it's just, it's, it's, it's difficult for me to say. I mean, at this point, I'm kind of leaning towards Assassin's Creed Revelations, strictly because my, my inclination to say Skyrim, like, you know, if this was a Desert Island thing, like, the, the the one thing that would recommend Skyrim to me right now, based on what I know about it, is the fact that it'll take a really long time to beat. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, one of my favorite things that ever came out of the Joystick podcast that was... You know was well, it's not the length it's the mirth and uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed you know especially with 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 two and then brotherhood that is uh that is that that is mirth incarnate so I'm going to say Assassin's Creed revelations especially just uh because of all the narrative stuff that they're going to be doing with it and I've got to say going back to the Middle East going to Turkey and Istanbul and all those kind of like crazy cities you know to to to, to have him crawling around on the Hagia Sophia hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> where,
2: is it, where is it taking place?
1: Uh, it's in uh, Constantinople. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So what had what had Skyrim on your on your uh, radar? Uh, just the fact that I really liked Oblivion. Um, okay. I, I did. You, you know, and just uh, it's it, it is a game that you can fall into and really um, inhabit. It's just that uh, uh, you know, if I put those two next to each other, I'd have to say I'd have to say that uh, Skyrim comes up wanting just by sheer. You know, by by virtue of the fact that I don't really know an awful lot about it okay. at this point. So, based on the potential that I see right now, um, I would say uh, I would say Assassin's Creed for all the aforementioned reasons. Assassin's Creed has never disappointed me. Well,
0: will Will it have uh, multiplayer again? Yes. Okay, that, it, that that makes the case
1: stronger. <laughs> it'll have the 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 same kind of multiplayer too. Very cool. So. And all right, finally, we get to you, Dennis. What up? Yeah,
0: I um, I mean, I, I guess it's no surprise that I want to say Uncharted Three so bad, you know. That was that was my knee-jerk reaction, um, just because it's Uncharted. I love Uncharted, and if uh, if Uncharted Two's multiplayer was any indication, that's something that could keep you going for a while, you know. And um, I, I definitely, if I had to be on a desert island, the the single most important thing to know would be the future of
1: Nathan Drake. I see. Um, I sense a big butt in the distance.
0: Yeah, it, there's there's a there's a big but right now actually, which is I feel like if I was truly gonna pick a game that I could play the hell out of for a long time to come, it would have to. And don't hate me, but it would have to be Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Three. Don't don't hate me. No, but I'm not gonna hate on you, man. I hate I, feel, <laughs> I feel I feel ashamed, popping out like that. But in terms of. It, it, and I, you know, I don't know if I agree yet whether or not Modern
1: Warfare Two was the pinnacle of the series. Ben is nodding. Yes, yes, it was.
0: <laughs> but I mean, you know, people would have probably said that when Two was coming out after the first game, and they're like, "Well, dude, they're they're just trying to cash in now, or something."
1: By the first game, I mean four.
0: <laughs> the
1: first game, it's it's got the whole Star Wars complex. Yeah. On. yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know,
0: it just. That's that's where everyone will be. Is, well, no, let me take that. Well, can you can you tell I'm conflicted? I'm conflicted on no, this. No,
1: it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's such an arbitrary question, and I think that a lot of the cognitive dissonance that that brings out um it makes you think about what you prioritize. And for you, it kind of seems to be longevity.
0: Long, yeah, and and just the the leveling up would give me an objective other than surviving on this desert island. And the the, <laughs> and I'm, the thing that I'm worried about is is when you know. It, Call of Duty World It Blobs it comes out you know the year after Blob World yeah <laughs> Blob World <laughs> World of Blob <laughs> um, but you know the the entire player base is going to migrate to that new uh server and all the all the hackers and elitists and stuff like that will be left on Modern Warfare 3 so I, I don't know if it truly has the longevity that I would want but then again I I haven't been back to check on how Uncharted 2's multiplayer is faring at this Ryan. point.
2: Dennis, did you play uh Black Ops and beat it? I
0: I didn't get to. It. I played it very, very um shortly with a friend. And we did co-op online and we did the zombie mode and we just messed around um with kind of two player co op. It was a ton of fun.
2: Yeah uh, which part? <laughs> um all
0: of it. So we um we did playing online and that was a lot of fun um the wager system has has a great deal of appeal for me and uh, it seemed to you know it seemed to have all the the good mechanics and it it was a true call of duty experience online and honestly you know the the fun from that doesn't come from mixing up the formula the the fun from that comes with the other people in the round you know and as long as you're playing against a good against or with a good group of people it's going to be fun no matter if it if they only had one map you know um and zombies mode was, I was meh on. I didn't get to spend enough time with it for it to really heat up. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I can be a, a good judge, but then the, the co-op stuff was a lot of fun. What's, yeah. what's your thought?
2: Uh, I thought the single player was fine enough, but I think the the difference is, is infinity ward gets it. Whereas what's the other developers? T- Treyarch. Treyarch. That's it. Yeah. They don't, they don't get it. I feel like, like, uh, like their idea behind, like why you should be playing single player is you get to do cool shit and you get to blow stuff up.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And like an infinity word, I feel like they just want to give you an authentic experience for what kind of like being in the military is or what it is to like, you know, like kill people or be being in these situations.
0: They, get, they want to give you an authentic experience of what being in a Tom Clancy movie is
2: like. Oh, uh, it's. I mean, it's sometimes more meaningful than that. But you know, there. How many
0: people do you think you kill over the course of the single player campaign?
1: It depends objection, who you are. Objection! <laughs> think about think about Uncharted as well. You kill a lot of people for no reason there too.
2: But Uncharted doesn't pretend. I to do will that. not
1: allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I am yeah. silenced. You you do kill a lot of people.
2: I know. But it doesn't. It doesn't glorify the violence that you commit. And in fact, a lot of times it tries to make you feel something for the person you are and care about him, whether or not he dies or not. Whereas, like in Black Ops, like it's like, oh, you just stabbed this dude in the throat. Wasn't that awesome?
1: <laughs> Answer A: Yes, it was. B: um, I think you're right. You know, Infinity War does have a track has a, have a track record of at least. Um, trying to do something meaningful vis-a-vis uh, no russian or the the, yeah. the one the one mission where you are very clearly suffering from radiation sickness and all that you know it's basically like hey i'm a dude who's you know gonna die like right now and all i can do is crawl and scratch and you know go until <laughs> hey i'm dead <laughs> Um, yeah, and then the, tro- the trophy pops up, and it's the ultimate anticlimax.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I say this is a person who hasn't played it, but you know, uh, y- y- you don't hear about—I I haven't heard about those particular poignant, thought-provoking moments from you know Blops or R- World at War or, 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 or any of that. So I, I, I think I, I think I see where Ben is coming from.
0: Fair. So yeah, Uncharted Three or Drey, uh or uh Call of Duty um three. Either way there's a three in there. <laughs> Sophie's choice C. Choice
1: Six <laughs> nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can you cannot forget the six nine if you're gonna do if you're gonna do a gamer tag joke. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what I got. One of those two. <clears throat> well, uh thank you. Uh what's his name? Roche? Roush? Royce. Royce. Thank you, Royce, for uh for Responding, you put everybody else to shame who didn't respond to that. But we got a nice little discussion about it. I think that what we can take away from it is uh, the future is exciting. There's lots of really good, fun, interesting stuff uh, coming coming down the lane.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. some interesting thing. Some games we didn't mention, which I feel like we should give shout outs to. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's give some yeah, let's shout outs. Yeah, shout out, shout out away. Shout out to Max Payne Three coming out. Really?
1: That's I thought that was vaporware.
2: Uh, nah. Expected 2011. Damn. Uh-huh. It's coming, dude. It's be, coming. Be prepared. It's coming. It's coming. coming. <laughs> um, also, shout out, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Even though I'm not going to play it, and I, I I, don't even care to play it because I know it cannot top Twilight Princess,
1: but huh. I'll
2: give a shout out. Okay.
1: Mad ups, mad ups, mad ups to you boys, you know? Yeah, dude. All that.
2: <clears throat>
1: yeah, you know, it's kind of.
2: Also, Gears of War three is coming out.
1: Oh yeah, that is kind of the dark horse. Uh, I, I, I oh, like... that still a
2: thing. I thought we were done with
1: that. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like as the as the sole as the sole Xbox three sixty representative, I should be more. <laughs> I should I should be repping that. Uh,
2: did, did you ever play the second
1: one? No, I did not. I own the first one, and I've played like the first so, half of it. Um. you should you should.
2: They're good games. I Should definitely.
1: Yeah. I just it's uh it's it's not been a priority for me. And I'm I'm back to shooters. In so. the
2: last four years. Yeah. In the last four years. Never
1: read the entire Dark Tower, haven't played through a six hour game. Don't worry.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we call we call that a quality filter and it's nothing to be embarrassed about.
1: <laughs> oh, sir, are we ready to button it up? Because I am I am sweating bullets. I think I may need to take a shower before I go to bed
0: let's let's uh let's button it up before you unbutton it to take a shower. I check well, well, yeah
2: <laughs> also, <laughs> also shout out to Deus Do- it Deus X
1: yes uh, the the, the Square the sh- game
2: yeah that looks cool.
1: It does. It really does um, at, at the very very least from a visual standpoint. it looks like one of the most visually uh, compelling games it's one of the few things where i can listen to, to the developer talk about the fashion design and be like totally wrapped up in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty pumped up for dur <laughs> yeah oh man i need money i need more money than i have to play these awesome things and talk about <laughs> on this podcast that i do <laughs> okay yeah. let's bundle her up That was episode number 115 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to YouTube for joining me to, uh, to to help make this possible. Um, what can you do? You can go to treeriddle.com, You can check out old episodes of the show. Go to our iTunes. You can subscribe to us. Uh, leave a review if you'd like to. You can tell your friends. You can follow us on Twitter. I am at Cole Ross. Cole with a K. Mm-hmm. I am at D Furia. And I am at Merkelizer. Yes. And you can also follow the show itself at DTR Podcast. Um, that has all the relevant updates about the show. Um, uh, what else can you do? If you have anything you want to be read on the air, comments, questions, concerns, I'd like to get a letter section going. So send an email to riddle at DuckFeed.tv and uh, that, that is probably the best way to uh, get a hold of us regarding the show, um, at what? At what? At what? That's a that's the website that I put together to kind of aggregate all my content. Uh-huh. Uh, Tutte.tv. It's a, it's, a, it's a production studio. It's a way of life. It's a content distribution model. Not really an active site, but it's a placeholder that'll link you to the two shows that I do, and hopefully the third one coming up. So, what's the third one? Oh, yeah, boop, 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 boop. we'll get that as soon as it you know comes out. I have some stuff down the uh, coming on the pike. We'll talk off mic about it. But uh, um, we've we've overstayed our welcome here. I think we're almost running out of song to play. So (laughs) stand under the don't tree and riddle me this. This has been Cole Ross. And Dennis Furia. And Ben Merkel. Thank you so much.